With great power comes great responsibility, and with a ton of comic book news, we are the Capeless Crusaders. My name is David Barry, at DR Barry. I hope Stanley doesn't sue us for that intro, actually. I was just thinking about that. Uh, no offense, Stan. Um, with our token Asian guy down in L.A. and not with us tonight, I'm happy to be back. This is the Jamie Burgess. At the Jamie Burgess, your mad scientist. Who do we have on FaceTime tonight? Standing on top of the roof of his house and realizing, I can't see any parts of the city. This is the Azorian one, Anthony Steves. What happens when you live in a suburb and everything is the same level? Man! Who do we got over there? Sitting inside of his house and hoping he doesn't see a strange neighbor on top of his roof. My name is Curtis. (laughs) (laughs) Existential Romeo at Calmdale Morning. Not with us tonight, like uh, like Jamie mentioned, we're missing Tom at Tall Dark Not Ugly on everything on everything, and we're all missing uh, Drew McClintic at Drew JMC on various social medias. Well, he's which not. means there'll there'll be no order to this podcast at all. Pretty much, it's, it's randomness. We'll see. It's going to be a free for all. Here's the thing: we had a wonderfully planned episode for all of you. We had tangents, we had time schedules, and then Marvel went and said, "Hey, we're going to have a press event today, and we're just going to drop." bombs left and right they so, meant to do it against us they meant to do they it meant they knew we were recording tonight yeah. so basically we're gonna do what we normally do we're gonna go around the horn and we're gonna talk about what comics we have been enjoying imbibing in talks of something or another yep. so uh yeah. ingesting i know uh, i know steve's you've read a comic this week haven't you I've read two. Two. I know, right? This guy read two. (laughs) Uh, I'll kick it off first with the one that I I finished today, which was the epic Kingdom Come. And that is one hell of a story. Um, The basically our superheroes, we now go into the future. It's Superman's been gone for 10 years and there's this split. And I think most of you have read the comic, but just seeing Kind of like DC's Civil War, but with just a different themes to it. And just seeing Superman on one side, Bruce Wayne supposedly on another side, and Luthor there. And just the way they, the artwork again of, uh, of Ross is just amazing. Uh, you, it felt like you were watching actual actors in the panels and not art. You know, just the way they looked. And uh, weird seeing Batman with an exoskeleton, but it made sense for someone who's been through so much to have that type of mechanical exoskeleton going. Um, Intriguing story. I never knew much about Shazam, so it was cool seeing Shazam in the story as well. Uh, I'm very happy I read this comic. Thank you, D.R. Barry. You are welcome. Awesome. Whoa, (laughs) Uh, whoa, whoa. I wanted to... uh, Actually, actually, to be fair, uh, (laughs) Jamie borrowed it and then gave it to Steve. Uh, Oh, good good call. Good call. Jamie through Barry. Yeah. Uh, uh, Thank you to both. And uh, the the other comic that I read that is very topical for the week uh, in its orange and black cover is uh, Batman Haunted Night. And that was the three-part story that actually would eventually lead into the long Halloween. So to, uh, just, uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sa- Is it Tim Sale or Sale? You know what? Who cares? <laughs> we'll go with Tim Sale. <laughs> he's not um, listening, so it's fine. He's not listening. Sorry, Tim. Um, <laughs> they created this three-part story for DC in hopes of building something off of it, if DC liked it, and DC liked it. Uh, so basically, it's a three-part story, one dealing with the Scarecrow, one dealing with the Penguin and Joker, and the other dealing with the Mad Hatter. And it was uh, 
both all around Halloween. Never said it's the same Halloween, but it's always on the date of Halloween. And there's even a moment that was actually used in Batman Begins. It's the part where Batman is taking down Scarecrow and he's interrogating him. And Scarecrow is so frightened by him, he's saying, I'm sorry, Dr. Crane isn't here right now. But if you'd like to make an appointment, which was the exact wording used in Batman Begins. So once nice. again, those of you those of you who question it, Nolan did read the comics. Calm down. <laughs> Source material. Source material. Get your heart out, Zack Snyder. <laughs> That's rude. Uh, Steve, you've paused, paused yourself over here. What's going on? He was just too busy enjoying himself. Right. I was, yes. Uh, scary and enjoyable, the entire comic series. Rad, very cool. rad. And I know I know you mentioned uh, Kingdom Come, and uh, we talked about Alex Ross for a second. Uh, there was uh, I, I wanted to pause our around the horn real quick, just to take a quick second to acknowledge um, a little event that uh, that I went down and uh, kind of represented uh, the Capeless Crusaders for. And Anthony Steves, actually, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because you kind of helped helped get the, the Crusaders through the door on that one. So as I was uh, in Ari Gold mode back in uh, back at the Stockton Con back in August, uh, I came across a friend of mine who actually works at the Hagen Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Chris Kotzebue's wife, Chris, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> well, eventually will be listening. Uh, told me about the event they had coming up uh, for the comic artwork of, of Alex Ross, mm. and that there was going to be a special for it, and that she would have loved to have some sort of comic based podcast, organization, press, you might say, to be at the museum for the opening exhibit, which was on Saturday a week ago, a week ago, Saturday the 18th. And uh, some of us weren't able to make it, but we did have the existential Romeo Curtis there. And Curtis, how was it? It was freaking amazing. (laughs) Uh, Going there and uh, being able to just kind of see the art face to face. I kind of touched it. I wasn't supposed to, but <laughs> sorry, sorry, Chris, <laughs> I had to, Ooh. um, but there were so many things there and it was really cool. It was a great event. Um, when I first got there, they had, um, some cosplay going on. Um, Spider-Man was there actually, um, our buddy, uh, if you guys took a look at our pictures on Instagram, you saw us take a picture with the guy in uh, cosplay as Captain America too. He was also there as Spider-Man as well. Um, nice. So that was awesome to see. Um, got to see a lot of. Uh, got to see some of the photos that he uses for source material, for uh, some of the things that he painted, which was really really awesome. Uh, they had the Marvel exhibit on the first floor, mostly Marvel. They had the DC stuff up on the second floor, and some. There was a really awesome uh, life size Batman bust. Damn it! That <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the security guard. He was telling us about. It. He said, "Yeah, well, I." came into work one day and all this stuff was here and I got really scared and I didn't make a sound, but I got really scared because I saw this thing with pointy ears standing over there and I realized <laughs> Batman was looking at me in the dark and I kind of thought I did something wrong. So, <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. I had some like life-size Superman and uh, Hal Jordan busts. I don't know. It was great. And uh, you know, big shout out to, uh, to Chris and his wife for, for having us there um, as media to cover it. And you guys should be seeing uh, more photos soon. Uh, as we uh, come around. Um, and I guess I'll kind of segue that right back into what I read this week, which, oddly enough, Steve was reading Kingdom Come because of the exhibit, and I was so impressed. I had to start Kingdom Come. <laughs> so I, I got through a few pages, and um, I figured that we would probably maybe have that as a reading assignment. So I started it, and I kind of stopped it. Um, 
but now I wish I just would have kept going because obviously Anthony and Steve's was not on the same page for that. Uh, so that so that's something that I started reading, and then on the flip side, I also read uh, issue zero for um, Teen Titans, yeah. which really should have just been called issue zero for Red Robin <laughs> for Tim Drake because it was pretty much just the story of him pursuing Batman and how he came to be Robin and all that stuff. Um, but it was pretty awesome and uh, can't, got, got me excited for for the rest of the series, but I've just been kind of like a comic whore. I've been jumping around. I haven't been staying consistent. You whore? You whore? I'm a whore. I read around. Welcome, welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, just Mr. Reader, <laughs> what have you been uh, whoring yourself Let's out to? Let's talk about a mix. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so, surprisingly, I've uh, actually done a lot of DC lately, which is... What? I know, outside of my uh, my wheelhouse. So uh, wait, no, here's what I sat in your chair last week, last show, and now some of me is rubbed up on you, isn't it? That's what it is. A little bit. You read two <laughs> comics, AE, and David Barry read some DC. This is like, what is this? The Flashpoint Paradox. There it is. Going on so I'm back, I'm gonna go back in time real fast and just undo everything. Uh, reset our universe. I'm thin again. Um, <laughs> Let me both. <laughs> <laughs> so I've read uh, I've been doing Future's End which is the current event from DC um, very dark very entertaining but just very dark the tie-ins are super cool uh, there's a lot of stuff going on basically uh, in the near future uh, Mr. Terrific and Batman created a device to protect and eventually enforce uh, which doesn't have the necessarily the best outcome that they would be looking for. Batman regrets it. Joe goes to go back in time with, uh, with Terry McGinnis, Batman beyond, nice. uh, Batman is killed. Terry McGinnis goes back. Not far enough, which I think Tom already talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, but it's, I mean, it's in its 25th issue at this point. So it's been going for a little bit, Jeez. but it's weekly. So, and you know, if I have a nice little rant about that on the internet, if you want to see that, um, <laughs> financially, how I can't handle weekly comics. <laughs> but, uh, other than that, um, from Image, I just wrapped up Starlight, which is Mark Millar. So a lot of people know Mark Millar. He wrote Civil War. He wrote Kick-Ass. Uh, he wrote the um, the whatever the Secret Service movie is, coming, the British Secret Service one with Colin Firth. Queens, yeah. Queensman. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he wrote okay. that. With Samuel L.? With yeah, with Samuel L. <laughs> with a lisp. Uh, so uh, Starlight, totally different from anything Mark Millar usually writes. Not gritty, not violent. It was very... Uh, Flash Gordon. He was a, a a pilot that went out and went out into space, went to another planet, came back. No one believed him. Went back again when that planet became in trouble as an old man and saved it again. It was pretty awesome. Um, other than that, uh, I have a stack of books sitting by my nightstand, so I have to <laughs> I have to catch up. I just buy and then don't read because yeah. I'm reading other stuff. So <laughs> I have a ton of crap to catch up on. I haven't read Axis yet. I'm really excited for it, though, which is Marvel's event, which has Red Skull as uh, Onslaught. He's tapped into the powers, the Whoa. dark powers of Professor X. Yeah. For all you me. 90s fans out there. Yeah, that's taking Onslaught, back. taking it back. And so. that is Professor X and Magneto's consciousness. Yeah, so it was basically wow. Professor X knocks out Magneto. A little bit of Magneto creeps on over, and they become this giant superhuman freaking Magneto costume, but it's Onslaught with crazy psychic powers. At the end of Avengers vs. X-Men, Professor X put in the ground because Cyclops killed him. 
Red Skull, a clone of Red Skull, mind you, because Red Skull is gone right now. So the Red Skull that was like cloned in the 40s and then locked away gets Professor Xavier's brain, splices a little bit onto himself, gets his powers, Magneto kills him, thinks he kills him, and then all of a sudden there's a massive explosion, and boom, we have in the onslaught armor, but no Magneto helmet, just Red Skull. Oh my god. Yeah, and that's it's mm. it's that's the current event that's tying up the Marvel Universe. I am behind in it. Because it's also become weekly. So stop doing that, Marvel. <laughs> God, expect they, like I expect a finance more. plan Seriously. coming out comic series soon. It's like, it's like I buy comics weekly, yes, but I buy like titles monthly, you know? Right. I don't expect them to be I – mean, I, I don't want one Spider-Man and one Batman and one Wolverine and one Superman every week. It's right. not going to do it for me. We get big enough, they'll just give us the comics. That's all. <laughs> there it is. Very true. Pay us to review them. Yep. <laughs> what about you, Jaime? Yeah, Red Kingdom come too. <laughs> we we get Jamie back yeah. from weeks of absence, and that's his first line. I Red Kingdom come too. Well, it took me a while to get through that. I'm also reading. Uh, well, I just started it. The um, Neil Gaiman Sandman. Ooh. So I'm looking forward to it, getting all the way through that. Um, okay. That's a lot of reading. Y- yeah, but it's um, the first. So I didn't even realize this. I opened it up, started reading it. Second text bubble is, uh, yeah, I'm here to see Mr. Burgess. Hey. One of the characters uh, from the first chapter. Creepy. Yeah, so it's like, all right. This is where it should Very be. Very cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love Kingdom Come. Uh, I really was bummed out that I couldn't go to the uh, Alex Ross exhibit. Uh, but you get to edit all of our nice yeah, photos. Yeah, edit the so photos. It's almost like, it's like you were there. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, I just remember uh, when, I was, when I was younger, when the internet was first, uh, you know, dialing up 28k uh, <laughs> wow. I, would always, I would always look up pictures of the uh, you know justice league pictures and stuff like that yeah. in between other stuff and um, <laughs> what other stuff and, <laughs> and they would um i would always think man they got these they've got people to pose in these these uh <laughs> costumes that look exactly like you would think these heroes would look yep and I mean, even today, you look at some of his uh, work and you're like, gosh, it looks like a photograph. Yeah. And it's just, it's pretty cool. Which so. is interesting because that was one of the things that I was really kind of excited to see when I went there. Because you're right. Everything looks like it was a photograph. Everything looks like something out of reality. So in the, uh, in the Alex Ross exhibit, there was um, uh, a small, you know, like whatever you call those things with the glass, encased photos of his source material. And they are, in fact, like I saw the... Uh, I saw the uh, guy standing in the Shazam suit holding the pose. I saw that picture that was taken that he used oh, as the source man. material. Uh, the uh, Superman, you know, the one that we all see. I saw uh, the person that he took a photo of for that standing there. And it's, nice. it, it's, it's, it's the perfect inspiration. There was also a, jo- a Joker and, uh, and Harley Quinn um, photo, a couple that he had taken. <clears throat> and uh, and they're, they're dressed up just like him. And he takes the photo and then from there he goes, which is like, it's perfect, but even with that, as, 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 that may seem like, oh, well, okay, it makes sense now why everything's so detailed is getting it from a photo. Try to do it. Yeah. It sounds simple. Mm-hmm. Try to do well, it. And you also, won't be able to. He does it from panel to panel exactly. and square to square, so it's not just the one photo. He no. continues yeah. to do it. It's just in, it's so, and that's what I like so much about it is just like, man, I really feel like a part of what's going on here. And that it's was not uh, just cover art. It was really cool. No, it, you no, know, no. A, a lot, some other artists can get that kind of detail and a, you know amazing quality. 
in the cover that they're yeah. doing for weeks, just one. Yep. And in the panels, it's like, all right, let's just just dump color and just dump color Pretty in. This person is Colorist? this this person is this color, and yep. that's it. But he's like, no, 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 no. I'm I'm gonna paint this. Jamie, uh, w- without spoiling it for Curtis, who's not read it completely, hmm. how about in those last p- two pages, that awesome bro hug between our two guys? How about that? <laughs> Are you talking huh? about in the uh, restaurant? Bite, bite, yes, bite, bite your fist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it had me, uh, it had me choked up a couple yeah. times no, that was, in there. Oh, uh, in a good way, in a good way. I'm gonna hug you like that tomorrow if that's okay with you, Jamie. Is yeah, that, right? that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be a good hug. <laughs> so now that we. We, well, I was just gonna say we better uh, we better wrap up comic talk well, here and get gone, back on oh, the big God. stuff. It's funny we're talking about comics, but now we're gonna talk about more comics. We're just gonna talk about a different medium. So around the horn, I mean, there's so much going on. That's why we can say what we watched this week. That's how ridiculous it is as far oh, yeah. as our television goes. Yeah. I get to go first this time. So go for it. Takes go it. for it, Jamie. Oh yeah. <laughs> here Let's see. Go. I watched Gotham. I watched The Flash. <laughs> I watched The Arrow. <laughs> Walking Dead. <laughs> well, actually, so this was. Um, Back on one of our shows, we were talking about what we're most excited about for fall TV, and Flash was one of them I was really looking forward to. So I will take the uh, Flash part of it there, and I'm uh, pretty excited about where they're going with it. It seems like they're um, not jumping right into Flash's all of his superpowers. It's going to be something he kind of finds out through the seasons. It's they're going to take it a little bit slower, but. It's good. I, I like where they're going with it a lot. The only thing I don't want them to fall into is what Smallville fell into a lot was that was like the freak of the week sort of um, right, villains. Yeah. I want to make sure that they – I want to make sure. I hope that they make sure that they uh, really stick to a, a solid story, building a mythology for a really cool well, character. And, and I feel like that's what they're, what they're doing with the whole introduction of the particle accelerator being a metahuman prison. I think it's going to be that way for a little while. It's going to be – this week he sees this villain. This week he captures this villain. This week he sees this villain. This week he captures this villain. And then it builds up to someone's going to break him out. And then he's got a rogues gallery that he's yeah. against. So if they do it that way. That would work for me. Captain Cold is coming up this next week. So that's going to be pretty cool. Right I, th- I think they're going to do that for a second. But it's obviously pretty. Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious at the same time that there is a staple villain that he will be facing off against. Um, here very shortly, and they established that in the beginning. And uh, to be honest, the first season of Arrow kind of started off the same way. I know now that we're we are all caught up on that. Uh, you have even David Barry. David Woo! Barry is caught yeah, up on Barry. Right now, he is current. I'm just gonna wake go up, wake up at that. seven in the morning and watch four you episodes. You have not failed this city, <laughs> <laughs> Woo! right? But but that's how it was at first. Remember, he you know he he had come back. You know, it was about protecting the city. You know, there was an established, you know, Malcolm Merlin was established as the guy who would go up against. So it was, you know, this guy after this guy crossing those names off the list up until a certain point. And at that point, all that other stuff stopped. And then he, he had to focus on Merlin and go after that. So I think they're going to do the same thing with Flash. It's going to be, okay, freak of, it's going to be Freak of the Week-ish for a while. I say give it another four episodes. And then after that, I think the line's going to be drawn and it's going to come out like what his focus is going to be yeah they need to be able to transition from that because they didn't do that with smallville so you ended up with the formula that was fine but it started getting a little stale and then they had no idea where they wanted to go and then we weren't looking good at that point yeah so you know yep that's i agree Uh, one thing i'll say about what you mentioned about his powers um this was this was something that he kind of i guess he learned on his own or I don't. I, they put it in there. I thought it was awesome because it was the closest thing to my favorite flash ability that they had. But when he, 
there, I'm not even going to say spoilers. If you're not watching Flash, I don't know what you're watching. <laughs> so when he had to go in there and uh, and save Iris's dad at the prison, um, this is a whole thing. Oh my gosh, why are we talking about Flash? Okay, I have to preface this by saying I watched the hour and a half pilot for the first Flash from the '90s three nights yeah. ago, and it was good. And if you guys have Amazon right now, you don't have to pay to watch that one. So everybody go watch it. For It's it's 90s. The effects and all that stuff are going to be there. But the storyline is good, and his dad did a pretty good job. Now, remember... Dawson's dad. Dawson's, Dawson's dad. dad. Dawson's dad yeah. was Flash from the first one, and now he's, uh, he's Barry's dad in this one. He's good at being a dad. He's good at being a dad, that's for sure. <laughs> so uh, Barry had to go save um, uh, Iris's dad, and Iris's dad was visiting Barry's dad in prison, confirming, hey... I've seen the metahumans now. I believe you're innocent. I'm going to help prove that you did not kill your wife. Sweet. An attack comes, coming after uh, Iris's dad, visiting Barry's dad, and Barry comes in and saves Iris's dad. Now, there's a moment where Barry's dad looks down, and he's like, who's this guy in this red suit? And Barry looks at him, and so, so Barry's dad can't identify him. He starts vibrating his face. Uh, so awesome. Uh, yep, Anthony and Steve just did the John Cena. That's a pretty good. <laughs> that's, as, that's as good as we can get doing it. But he starts vibrating his face, and that was the closest he's gotten to intangibility so far, which is my favorite Flash ability. Right. So I thought that was pretty freaking cool. Um, I'm going to drop a real quick note. I'm going to tom this one real quick and kind of filibuster. In in the beginning of the season, when when Reverse Flash is in there with Barry's mom and he's running around a room, there was a quick moment where Barry ends up outside. Now, who took Barry outside? Could have been Reverse Flash, but who else was in the house? Who was the Flash in the 90s? Dad. (laughs) Hey, he's good at being a dad. He's even better at being a Flash because he's done it twice so far. So that's that's my prediction right now. Sing the song, baby. Sing the song. What the hell does that have to do with the Flash? (laughs) I don't know, but it doesn't matter. That show has the most upside potential right now, I feel like, out of everything out there right now. It started really positively. You you didn't feel like, and I had this conversation with all of you guys, I think, at some point. When I was first watching Arrow, I was just like, this is just... The acting is so bad. Yeah. The acting was just so bad. Like, the the difference between um, Stephen... Amel, Amel, whatever. Yeah, email. Um, hit him trying to be like grown up Oliver versus being whiny kid on the island Oliver. I was just like, yeah. stop. And he, it was one of those times where there would be some people that would come onto screen and you'd be like, okay, now this scene is instantly better. And one of them was Slade Wilson. When, oh, when he came in. Boy. Yeah. Boy. Oh, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oh, yeah. So he, he really brought up. But I mean, it's still even that it took a while for it to really get going. I feel like Flash had this from the get go because there was a couple spots where I'm like, are you, you are a 20 something actor, aren't you? But then <laughs> yeah. we're talking Iris's dad, yep. Joe, who some of you will know from Law and Order. Some of you know yeah. from Rent. He is just any any Chops. scene he's in. Yeah. It's either like you feel like you're being you know disciplined by somebody when he do when he like chews him out. You're like, oh, my bad. 
My yeah. bad. Yeah, but then when totally. he gets when he gets emotional, like when Barry's like when Barry's going through everything, he's like, "Oh, you're the only you stayed up with me while I was afraid of the dark. Like you dropped me off at college. Like that sounds like a dad." And when he puts his hand on his mouth, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> "Shut up, you guys! <laughs> you eat the pizza." <laughs> I just wanted to call my dad and say that I loved him. Like, right, God, dad, right, he's just, man. Hey, dad. And you know what? That is that is comics that's writing that's acting that is art at its finest when it can pull those emotions out of us and i'm glad that i'm what what i am glad about having these tv shows and really good writing and really good acting is that people can come who don't normally watch shows i've been watching it with my lady and she has been stuck on flash and that when that part came on she started bawling yeah and i was and i was like it's a little bit deeper than guys in tights, ain't it? And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Caitlin, no yeah. zero. She's she didn't give a crap about Arrow, and yeah. then we watched Flash, and yeah. she was joking about tonight. She's like, "Well, while you're recording, I'm gonna go watch Flash." And I was like, <laughs> "What you?" Yeah. And then and then she's like, and then even then, like this, it was hilarious when Barry goes to Starling City, and he's like, "How do you do it? Like, how do you be a hero?" Oh. And when Ollie's up on the rooftop, and he explains it to him, and he like you know swings off, and then he runs away, and Caitlin was like. Damn it, now I have to watch Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the coolest part about Flash 2, now we're getting off topic again, but it's TV shows. Yeah, we're on topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, I, so again, to compare it to Smallville, mm-hmm. um, they, would <laughs> always make the, they would always make the sound and then Clark, Clark, Clark would just kind of be standing there. Yeah, right. In this one, they actually, you know, the budgets are better now. Special effects are better now. Yeah. They're showcasing his powers more, kind of like Quicksilver in the um, Days in, of Future in Days of Future yeah. Past. Right, right. And that's to be able to see that. <laughs> be able to be able to see that so every excited, week. Right. Uh, he's just, he's I'm flailing my hands around. I work, you guys can't see us. I'm, I'm going to sit on my hands. This is ridiculous. The, uh, when he stops the tornado in the first episode, I was oh, just yeah. about to that say that was awesome. Like, that was it, so awesome. When it shows him pumping his arms, it's one thing. But when they showed the side view and he looks up and he looks up really quickly at the tornado and looks back and his arms are just going and the colors are flying, it looked so freaking oh, good. Yeah, awesome. that was great. Like, that was it, it, put that in a movie. Yep. It's that moment. It was a moment that made me like I'm cheering him on. I don't realize that. I'm like, oh my god, stop the tornado! The way they filmed it, I'm like, you yeah. can do this, man. You suddenly I realize in you. you're standing up and you're like, run, Barry, run! <laughs> like that. Even that. The dude. So the dude who plays Harrison Wells, I can never remember his name either. Um, but I remember him just being like a goofball. Like he's in uh, in Scrubs. He's JD's like loser brother. Who oh, like is snap. a drunk and like, I just started wife. watching Scrubs again too. Yeah, so like, it's his brother, and it's hilarious because then you know he's this big time scientist who also has this very obvious like dark ulterior motive. Right. But when he gets in there and he's like, he's like, you're right. He's like, this is my fault. Like, yeah. I, this is all my fault. He's like, but you can change this. Yep, you can now do it. run, Barry, Barry run. run. I, was just, I, I just started pumping my arms. I'm like, go, go, <laughs> go It's 700 miles per hour. Take out the legs. It was so freaking good. Yeah, like it was the flash good. is just good it's good it's so good now uh, yes i have a show to mention and for once it's not one of our superheroes hmm. uh in the comic world and oh. gotham i've been loving gotham why the hell are you been, gonna bring it up <laughs> been, <laughs> it's on a comic well it's an anti-hero because i know been loving arrow this. been loving flash but holy sheep sound <laughs> this freaking season of Walking Dead, three episodes in, and every so far it's been 
holy shit. <laughs> Sorry, no sheep sound there. Uh, it's from the it's the first time since like the first episode of the first season where the season premiere kicked off with chaos and a mixture of emotion, chaos, action, suspense. And since then, like there was a, as a fan of Walking Dead, I'll admit there were half seasons where it's like, okay, speed this up. We're taking too long. This is taking a long time. The comic book was the exact same way. Okay. Uh, this season, no. Okay. No. It's like, okay, we're going slow. Oh my god, they came out of nowhere. And okay, awesome. It's and it's not just, you know, it's not zombies now. It's like human on human battles that are happening. Mm, yeah. And there are uh sorry, uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Let lawyers know. There are humans who are doing things now that zombies do. Just like to say they're eating people. They're cannibals. Yeah. Oh, and snap. and they're trying to get Rick and his crew. And Rick is at that point where he's not lost it, but you don't want to sheep sound with Rick <laughs> right now. Because he's got that look in his eyes where you're not part of my crew. I have no problem putting four in your head right now. Nice. And Three episodes in, it's like, oh my god, I'm ready for next Sunday. Yeah, oh, that is awesome. <laughs> that that is the one show that I I, I I watched like two or three episodes of the first season, and it didn't do anything for me, and I haven't gone back. But at this point, being that it's the only show that I'm not current on, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and dive back in just so I can catch up with you guys. So I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish uh, Parks and Rec. That's yeah, show, right? um, Parks and Rec is so good. Is that a comic? Star Lord's in there. Star Lord's in there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, ex- ex- no. yeah, it's uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. <laughs> irrational Hashtag Pratt. All, all connected. Um, irrational Pratt. Irrational Pratt. Hashtag irrational Pratt. 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 Don't say Chris Pratt too much. He might send. He's he's like Bloody Mary. He appears and then he just hits Jamie. <laughs> I think I just I felt the chill. I felt the chill just now. <laughs> okay, here I'm gonna go ahead and just cover this because I, I, I again I know I'm probably the only one watching it, but. Agents of Shield hasn't been half bad. <laughs> I, I need to catch up. I just can't. It's, the you, problem is it's yeah. not it's not on Netflix because right. like I said, the first twelve episodes of Arrow. Yeah, I was just like this was me every day. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> just stop, like stop. And then it got good, and I was like, okay, cool. Yep. And Agents of Shield, I have it on my flash drive, so I can only watch it on my computer. My computer in 2007, so it burns my legs. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm like, just put it on just put it on Netflix. So I can watch it on my iPad, watch it on my Apple TV. Like, nope. <sighs> Did any of you guys ever watch No Ordinary Family on ABC? No. Man, it was only on for one season. Okay. It started off so horribly. Five episodes in, I was like, gosh, this fucking sucks. <laughs> and then it became the best show on television. It was okay. so good. And then, then they canceled it because they had like two million viewers a week because it sucked so bad the first right. five episodes. Right. And uh, I mean, it was it's on Netflix. I'd suggest everyone watches it. Okay. Power through the first five episodes because the the rest of it makes you want to cry that it's not going to be not on TV anymore. Wow. It See, was uh, from what I remember. I could be Fox overreacting show? here. I, it, uh, it's ABC. ABC. Yeah. So then I know. Um, what you just said, what were we just talking about? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Thank you. Agents yes. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah. I know. That's the show. That's to the draw list. people in, which was a fantastic move. And I really think at this point that it was it was on purpose. Yeah. So Marvel's like, hey, watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week. Get a trailer for Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. Then it leaks. And Marvel says, damn it, Hydra. And instead of pulling it everywhere, they say, well, here's a high-resolution version. Yep. Now watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to get more footage. Yeah. So I, really think that, I think that was a total move on their part, which was totally worked. Because oh, I yeah. want to freaking watch it. Totally. And I, I want to catch up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because I see the commercials and I'm interested 
interested in the story. Yeah, they just bought Mockingbird in. Yeah, that's um, what I saw. Which was pretty awesome how they how they introduced and her. Then there's a rumor, there's an article going around, and it's basically that Agents of Shield might be hinting at a Terrigen bomb. And for those of you that know, Terrigen crystals when. Um, Basically, when the exposure to Terrigen gas, uh, if a human has the inhuman genome in them, basically, like you can, your powers might manifest and you might transform. And they've now announced, we'll talk later, about an Inhumans movie. And there's a rumor that Agents of Shield might bring in a Terrigen bomb possibility. So it might, they might be connected again. The thing about Agents okay. of Shield is, even if it's not necessarily the most entertaining, they're doing a really good job of connecting it to the movies. They are. They are. I mean, they are doing something that no one has ever done before. And for that alone, you know, I, and I, I can honestly say, if, if I don't want, I mean, I am entertained by it, and I have been liking it. And the writing is a lot better. They, um, they, you know, they they took everything that was so happy and so nice, and how they just so triumphantly and you know, kind of too easily beat all their foes in the first season. It's not like that this season. They're making mistakes. People are getting hurt, you know. Uh, you know the two little science kids, uh, Fitz, Fitz and Simmons. Uh, Simmons uh, left. Fitz is still there. He got brain damage, oh. so he's not the same anymore. Um, Sky, she used to be the happy-go-lucky hacker. Now she's operations. She's hardcore. Um, May is her SO, so May is giving her orders, and she's way more about being in the field and all that stuff now. And like kicking stuff down, she's challenging uh, Phil Coulson a lot. He's been exposed to. Um, some of the Chitari technology and got injected with that stuff so he can be back alive and they're trying to figure out why he keeps writing all these symbols. Everybody's conflicted. Nobody's okay. So they went from this happy-go-lucky crew to everybody screwed up and they're barely keeping it together. And it's a lot more entertaining to watch this time around. I believe that's that. pretty cool. Yep. So we can get off that train now. I like it. That's good though. Well, well then I'm, I'm excited for Agent, Agent Carter. Oh that's yeah. Cool. When the, yeah. When, uh, when Agent Shield takes a break, we'll get Agent Carter and, and that'll be awesome because they kicked off the season with her and uh, her capturing the main villain of this storyline. So it would be really, really, really cool to see what they end up doing with her also. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll talk about the elephant in the room, the, uh, the British elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah, who let that one in? Who yeah. let it in? Yeah, yeah. who let that one in because it smells kind of funny. And it, <laughs> it, I mean, it smells like he's been smoking cigarettes, even though they're not going to show it on TV. And we were, of course, no. talking about John Constantine. Yep. He's so freaking hey, good. Okay, Agreed. So, so that first episode was awesome. Like I thought from like the trailers and everything, I did not think there was going to be as dark or as creepy as it was. Me neither. But it was so good. Oh yeah. Like it's oh, like yeah. it's like the it's it's like the first actually I'd probably say like the second season of Supernatural when Supernatural got that got kind of dropped the campiness and just got creepy. Mm-hmm. Like when it just there would be those moments where like, you know, her demon possessed neighbor is on the hood of the van, just panting like a dog, and oh then just lifts gosh. up her head. You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is kind of creepy now. That's a game changer. It was super well done. Necks aren't supposed to be uh, right angles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the top of a, no. of a car. God, Yikes. no. So that was, ext- in my opinion, extremely well done. I'm super excited for that to continue on. I, 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 I'm surprised that they let off like they did on Constantine. I haven't finished the entire first episode, but I've watched about half of it, maybe three maybe three quarters and uh, just, just everything that's been in there, how he started, um, he, you know, I love his, uh, his disposition with, uh, you know, just, just with all of the, the, you know, the otherworldly and, you know, all that stuff. He's quite annoyed by it. I really, really want, you know, and they have obviously have us intrigued by what kind of got us there in this event that everybody keeps talking about. How about the, the young girl's soul got, got damned to hell. Yeah. 
That looks intense. Yeah. That's going to be cool. I like, I like this actor who's playing him. Yeah. I never saw the Keanu Reeves film. I haven't read a comic at all, but mm. within the first five minutes, I'm like, this guy's awesome. Yeah. This yeah. I like great. the Keanu Reeves film. I know yeah. it wasn't. Um, I know some of the things were out of place, like him having black hair, but. Um, whoa. The, whoa. I can hear it. Um, spirits <laughs> but um but i i equally like them both and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure probably by the end of it all probably like the constantine show a little bit more than a movie but the guy's doing an incredible job um everybody everybody in it's doing really really good yeah no they, they got they got some super good actors and they and they they've already introduced a lot of elements to the comic book that i didn't think they were going to drop like the yeah. event that happened um in crap wherever it happened um but with the with the girl and that the gang that he has and how most of them can't stand to talk to him or are dead like it's it's they're introducing that they're doing a lot of those characters which i'm really excited for and i just love the way you know he has the business card you know exorcist (laughs) demonologist master the dark arts and he's like no more a petty dabbler like (laughs) getting that changed exactly i'm getting new ones made as he walks away something that uh that you pointed out to me barry that i remembered actually i did see a screenshot of it um because i think there was a a few frames of it in the trailer was dr fate's helmet yeah how that already showed up where she picks it up and she's staring into the eyes and he says, put that down. Love four puts you down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that, that alone was, I can't believe they had fate. Tell me. No, in there. I, I, I'm cool. it. It's they've done some cool. Well, stuff. I, and so was the rumor that they wanted to bring like swamp thing in for that stuff too? kind of make that like a justice league dark sort of be so deal. Awesome. Or so not really I mean, in the, like I said, I, I talked about it a couple episodes ago, but they had um, on Twitter when they were doing like the advertising for it, they had like it, you clicked on it and it was his business card and you clicked If you, if you tapped on his business card, it gave you a phone number to call within Twitter and you called it and it went immediately to voicemail and it was him. And he's saying, this is John Constantine, John Constantine. If you're looking for Alec Holland, try checking a bloody swamp and Alec Holland, of course, is swamp thing. <laughs> you're like what <laughs> are we doing this right now we're like, doing this that right be now. that sweet and the cool thing too um we're going to talk about huge marvel announcements in a, in a minute but Ugh. i think what? that i think a cool thing too is jeff johns because they have him uh, warner brothers has him on head of tv uh production right now and he says hey we don't live in two separate universes we live in a multiverse right. and that's really cool i mean it's cool to hang on you know, pull up the threads of the possibility that we see all of these characters on the big screen at one time even if it's just cameos and um you know just a huge i i don't know it gives me uh it gives me wood thinking about it okay <laughs> you know what honestly it, it, <laughs> okay you're tipping the table right now jamie cut it out um oh uh, honestly the, the, as good as these shows have been it's changed my perspective the way you know of what my expectations are of how characters have to be introduced in all honesty the the guys on the on the on the on the big screen they can come down to the small screen for all I care at this point they're doing such a darn good job with the shows bring people down and that's well and that's kind of what I like about the agents of shield thing and that's you know they they haven't done it fully with the big players but that was cool when they brought in Sif and they're bringing in some other people but you know DC or Marvel either one if they want to bring the big guns down to the small screen we're we're not i don't see why we're going to see any quality loss or anything like that it's only going to make it better well i feel like the, the test of that is that we do have right now i mean albeit green arrow isn't necessarily you know one of the heavyweights of the of the dc universe he's he's yep. an important player but the flash 
Yeah. The Flash is the center of so many stories. The Flash so is always involved, and they've got him on TV right now, and they've got yep. a movie for him. Yep. So to do that even, I mean, like, we, you know, we, we joked we're going to do a whole freaking vlog about trying to plan out the time periods of the different <laughs> Flashes and what the hell they've done to the universe. Right. Like, that, along the same lines, like, they're in the multiverse. Like, what's stopping Barry Allen from the Flash TV show figuring out how to jump between dimensions and time and find this new you know, yeah. this guy who's Ezra, Ezra Miller is going to be playing. Is it going to be Wally West? You know, is it going to be an, one of the other freaking 19 flashes that yeah. are running around? Who is it going to be? And, and that's so true. And, and they can definitely do that. And I think, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. He jumps, he jumps, he jumps a, you know, a universe goes over to another one. And, and it's, it's, it's getting so much easier to believe. Like the more and more time goes on, the more and more they're going to be like, Hey, we couldn't really do that. You know, 10 years ago. Yep. Now you're freaking can. We're stoked for it. Yep. Like, Bring it on. I was I was talking about, you know, and I was I was making this joke, you know, I was going through my wardrobe, my bookshelf, the TV shows I'm watching, the movies I'm watching, all comic books. Yeah. Like whoever because I know the the golden age of comics was nineteen thirty eight to nineteen fifty. Then there came the silver age, bronze age, so on and so forth. Some people say we're in the digital age. I think we have restart reset the clock. Yeah. I think we are in the golden age again because now oh, it's we have amazing writing. Yep. We have and not just from the big two. We're getting we're getting stories, we're getting TV shows and movies picked up from independent comic book creators. Yeah. We're getting independent comic book creators who are getting approached by the big two. Right. Some of my favorite indie writers are writing right now for Marvel, writing right now for DC, and they're switching back and forth between the two. That's the thing. Collaborations at, all, at an all-time high. It's what it's all about. You, you, got, you got writers going between the indies and the big guys, so that means that the artists who are bringing this quality are are all across the board. We're getting it from every angle. And everybody wins. Yep. We win. Everybody wins. The companies make money. That's what they want. The corporations want to make money. You know what? You're freaking making money. Yep. We want to be entertained. We're being entertained. Comic book creators want to write their stories, want to have their art, want to be seen. They're being seen. Right. No one is losing right now. No one. And, and, that, and you can look... Yep. Uh, Steve, You can please. look at it, too, uh, with two of the shows that are out right now, Walking Dead and Arrow. Uh, first off, Walking Dead, not one of the big two. No one knew what that was. Yep. Uh, Arrow, not many people knew who Green Arrow was. Yep. Now Arrow is one of the top shows on TV. Walking Dead has got the highest ratings for a cable show with their premiere. And these are comics no one knew about, maybe. I mean, mass media, uh, mainstream, yep. didn't know about six or seven years ago. Exactly. And now everyone's watching Walking Dead. A lot of people watching Arrow. And it's like these, it's, it's opened the door. That, that, that speaks for it itself. And what I like about it is, that, okay, the shows are getting the ratings. Ratings the the, the movies are making one point five billion for only one movie. All the source material is comic stuff. So what does that mean? That means that that the companies where where comics were struggling, they can take the movies, have the movies make billions, and they can funnel it back to the comics, and we can keep this thing going. When I when I started getting in, like I, I've been into comics for a long time, but when I really started picking it up. Is when I would go into a comic book store and it was a ghost town. And right. I would talk to these these owners of these comic book stores and they're like, dude, we don't know how we're going to make it because the digital comics had just come out at that point. Yeah. And a lot of people were forgoing the trip to the store, forgoing the extra money to buy a 99 cent comic on an app. And that was what was, you know, and that was fine. But that was killing the stores. Right. And now all of a sudden these stores are becoming meccas again because you can go in there if you've never read comic books. And they will, there are, I mean, some owners might be, you know, <laughs> about it. But I know a certain stores, for example, Empire's Comics. You walk right. in there, Ben will take you no matter what you have read, no matter 
where you're from. You said, I- I've only watched Arrow. Like, that's my ex- like, that's my exposure. Yep. He'll be like, hey, here's a billion books you should read. Yep. You go in there, you're like, hey, I don't like traditional superhero stuff. Like, I just like zombies, or I just like space operas, or I just like, you know, a scarecrow warrior fighting against a bunch of uh, skinheads. That's yep. Rumble. It's coming out from Image Comics. I'm really nice. excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. <laughs> You know, I think um, my only worry you know, about all this stuff is you were just talking about it. This is kind of back to the golden age here. It's very cyclical. Everything is cyclical. Yeah. And the only way that you – I don't know. I don't know what I'm really saying. But the, the, studios, <laughs> have to be, the studios have to be very careful that eventually – and the way it's looking right now, probably about 2020 when everything – that's what they planned out right now. Yeah. You're, you're going to see a dip at a certain point because people – the market oversaturates itself. And we, we want to make sure that it doesn't drop. The drop-off isn't so bad that it takes another 20 years before they have any sort of leverage to start these characters again. Right. And I think that – so they have to be careful to make sure they keep quality – coming through one or two you know we're going to expect one or two you know the worst weren't that great yeah whatever but yeah. you're going to have one or two here or there that aren't that awesome but you got to make sure the ones that are really good are packed full of meaningful content that really pack a punch or it's going to be the drop off is going to be really big when it does happen speaking of 2020 Nice little segue right there. Yeah. There we go. What's going on between now and then? Oh, oh well, Anthony, God. let me fill you in. So today, I had no. Here's the thing. I I'm I'm the comic guy. I'm supposed to know. <laughs> That's who he is. I didn't know there was a freaking Marvel press event today. <laughs> Nor did I <laughs> until I saw the post. I was like, oh, okay, open to the public. So we know a couple weeks ago, DC had their. Uh, shareholders meeting or uh, Warner Brothers had their shareholder meeting and their president you know announced the slate of films that were coming out it was very sterile it was very business like it was very boring very flow charty very flow charty yeah. uh, it was definitely like oh oh look at the, look at that look at the way it goes but I mean we were still excited for the content uh, yes by uh, 2020 we should have a new Green Lantern launching. <laughs> oh I, I'm ecstatic for that news sir thank you <laughs> cyborg I'm interested in but uh, so they had all this all the, the content we were excited in the content we weren't necessarily excited in the way they did it. Then enter Marvel. Marvel, who comes in here, you know, just kicking it around, takes off their sunglasses, and is just like, everyone, we have arrived. <laughs> Smoke Spider-Man rises. swings in. Spider-Man swings in. Thor drops a lightning bolt. Hulk punches out Stan Lee. Stan Lee jumps back up and dances Tony around the stage. Tony, Tony Stark, Stark just, is drinking. He's just pounding, <laughs> pounding scotch in an, in, an, in an unimaginable amount. But what they announced today is, we. I mean, I thought Marvel was going to hold off and just kind of do theirs one or two at a time the way they've been doing in the past. But then they said, hey, DC, you know what? You dropped the gauntlet. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to we're going to come right back and we're going to tell you what we're doing between now and 2020. And holy <laughs> shit, did we find out what they're doing between now and 2020? I cried. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I cried. I cried because I was happy and I cried because it was kind of too much to bear. I was like, <laughs> holy was like, crap. It was the closest thing, uh, like a comic book fan, you know, especially a comic book movie fan could, uh, could, you know, experience next to being on Oprah. Yeah. 
I mean, it was just like every time I read the next movie, I was like, oh my God, we're getting a dog. Every superhero gets a movie. You get a movie. You get a movie. You get a And so, so speaking of which, let, I mean, let's just run down the list, the stuff they talked about. So they, they changed the release date. Um, for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 to May 5th yep. of 2017. 2017, 20, 2017 yes. 20, yep. Yeah, so... 2017, yes. Awesome. Stoked for that. Then we all knew, but they gave a date to Doctor Strange. Okay. Still have not confirmed. Everyone is saying Benedict Cumberbatch oh, is in... Cumberbatch. Mm. Exactly. Benedict Cumberbatch is in Final Talks, but not confirmed by Kevin uh, Feige. Feige. However... Mm-hmm. They did decide to be like, hey, by the way, remember how you guys might have heard, like I might have heard from Stan Lee, direct from the horse's mouth, that we might have been doing a Black Panther movie? Yep. Oh, not only are we doing a Black Panther movie, we have a date and an actor. Here, Here he, he is. is. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So here comes, um, and I just totally blanked Vibranium. on his name, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, such a badass name. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, so, and I believe he was, in 42, he was Jackie Robinson, correct? Great actor. He was yeah. A great, yeah, so great he was, he was Jackie mm-hmm. Robinson. He's, he's done some other stuff. Um I, I mean, he's, he's young, but and then they showed the the concept art for Black Panther, and rather than just being like a black, you know, just solid black cloth suit, which a lot of times it is, yeah, it looked very Batman, like very you know lightweight Kevlar with a Ooh, breathing mask, nice, like, but still got like the teeth hanging off of okay, it. Okay, so. so Black Panther, which we were all just like, Whoa! Yeah. which makes sense because because really Wakanda is. Light years ahead with technology, they just appear to be, uh, you know, very uh, primitive. Yeah, you know, so they're, so, they're, so that makes their, sense. The culture that we I'm using air quotes because their right. culture is not primitive. Their culture is just not where the Western world thinks culture should right. be. Right, that's that's really what it is. They're, they have an indigenous culture with what that they focus tech. on. Yeah, their technology is insane. But here's the other thing about Wakanda and vibranium. Vibranium. How else are you expecting? the Avengers to get into space to battle Thanos to join the Guardians of the Galaxy right. in Avengers Infinity War. Oh. What? Well, <laughs> we knew it was coming. Well, we knew it was coming. And don't forget, that's only if they're all together after Captain America Civil War. War. <gasps> so, yeah, that's that's the next one. I mean, that's and you that's get a movie up. and you get a movie. <laughs> you get a movie. <laughs> you get a sniper round to the chest. Right. Uh, <gasps> so, Captain American now. Civil War has been announced, which, again, spoiler alert, if you had not read the book, shut up and stop listening to our podcast and go read the freaking book, listen to our second episode, <laughs> and then come back <laughs> right. to where we are. Yep. So, and then when uh, Captain America 3 comes out, make sure you tell everybody to come listen to our second episode. <laughs> Ooh, at that point, we'll be like episode 40-something. Oh, no, we probably be like episode Yeah, we're getting awesome. So, we've got a Captain America Civil War. We have two that I had no idea i knew they were rumored i had zero idea they were coming out and i'm so incredibly excited we have an inhumans movie right so the inhumans being on the other side of uh the moon hanging out sometimes with the watcher exposed to terrigen gas who are they going to have i mean the, the inhumans very similar to the mutants very similar to um the the avengers and the fact that they're a large group and they have a large uh gallery to choose from as far as characters go right. are they going to have a black bolt you got to get an actor who doesn't talk the whole freaking time but is just stoic as all hell <laughs> but then when he does talk he pulls everything away we could do that the other one we've got which i i punched a fist in the air when i read i was just sitting there i was just like Truss. poor air and that is captain marvel oh okay what do you think That's I was going right. to say? I thought you were going to say Thor Ragnarok. Oh, damn it. Damn it. That one too. 
I was sitting here punching my fists in the air, just dancing around like an idiot. So Captain Marvel, because I didn't know it was coming, right? And I was yeah, so, that's true. I, I that was totally unexpected. And they've announced it's going to be Carol Danvers. It's yep. going to be the current Captain Marvel, who is a badass. I thought, and here's the thing: I thought Marvel was going to beat DC to the punch with a heroine, right? With a, with a female-led movie, yeah. But Wonder Woman is going to come out first. Okay. But in the end, who gives a shit? Everyone yeah. wins. Yeah, we That's all what win. I'm saying. We it, and we all win, and there's a representation, and we and that opens the doors for the some of the most so badass superheroines yeah. to get their own movies. And so that's I'm stoked. Be awesome. We it was have. funny Whoops. because I kept uh, it kept saying Captain, and someone was like, my buddy, he sent me a message, and he was like, I know you got to be excited for, you know, I just saw Captain and Carol Danvers, and I was like. Yeah, bro. I mean, I already knew that there was going to be a Captain America 3 movie coming out. And I was like, Captain Marvel? Miss Marvel? Oh, snap! Didn't even like... I, it, I, I was totally reading it wrong. Yep. What do you got, Jamie? What did you find? Oh, no. I, uh, no, I don't know. I was going to say Black Panther comes out the in 2017. But Batman v Superman comes out... Oh, Batman v Superman comes out 2016. 2016. Yeah. Which means potentially they'd be the first to put a... Uh, black superhero on the big screen, but cyborg. So no. with cyborg, well, but well, black superhero because the Blade problem is, isn't oh it. yeah, that's true. But then I, I remembered uh, Avengers two is probably going to have Black Panther in it well, if, if Cap or, gets or, shield or, or, Sam, or Sam Wilson or well, Falcon. Even before Falcon. that, they already well, yeah, have Nick Fury. What am I? What am I talking about? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, Samuel L. Jackson then, he transcends race. And then what about <laughs> he kind of does, he's kind of his own thing? What about Rhodey? We already had Rhodey. Oh yeah, that's true too. I, Guys, I'm gonna shut guys, up over here. guys, Michael J. White is Spawn. <laughs> right, as, the, as the resident Spawn expert in here, I'm just going to go and hang up on Anthony and Steve's now. Oh, my God. I almost coughed up a lung. <laughs> so, oh, my God. So, okay. And what we also know is this is this is phase three is coming down the pipe. And phase phase three. three is exciting. But what we also know is phase three is going to see the, the, the changing of the guard as far as the Avengers are concerned. Right. Captain America Civil War, clearly we've got Cap exiting. Thor Ragnarok. For those of you who know, even whether it's comic book or mythology, the Ragnarok is the end of Thor. Yeah. It's the end of the world. It's when the giants come across the Rainbow Bridge after destroying Earth. And obviously, they're not going to do it in that order. To battle the gods. The gods do war. Odin is swallowed by the Fenris wolf. O- uh, Thor goes toe-to-toe with Jormungand, the world serpent. Kills Jormungand, but Jormungand poisons him. He takes nine steps, and then he's dead. Yeah. So... Is I don't like a- the story. <laughs> <laughs> Are we writing out Thor now? Okay, I- I'm glad you brought that up. Here- here's a- here's a here's a few things. Now, now that we cover because we covered all of them that are coming out, right? Yep. We just talked about Rag. We, we finally yep. officially talked about Ragnar. Okay, cool. Oh, and Doctor Strange. We didn't. Say- did we say that? Yeah, we, we did. We, say we, Doctor we did Strange. say Strange. Okay. Okay. So here's a few things. One. Well, let's keep it on Thor for right now. They can't totally. They can put. They can. Thor can pass the mantle or disappear or whatever, whatever they want to do, whatever the Ragnarok storyline that they, the, the way that they introduce it. Here's one thing though, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Infinity Gauntlet. First of all, we saw the Infinity Gauntlet in the first Thor movie. Mm. We know that that it was in Odin's treasure room. Mm. We know that Black Skull talked about the Tesseract and how it was the jewel of Odin's treasure room. Mm. So Odin plays a big part in this because. Um, you know, even even now they're protecting the test the tesseract, and they gave the aether over to you know the collector earlier on, so they didn't have two infinity gems in the same area. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't 
Odin also approached in the Infinity Gauntlet? In the comic? Yeah. I tend to remember some uh, a group of people going and consulting with him or something like that. I could totally be wrong. I haven't read Infinity Gauntlet in a okay. long time. <laughs> I, I want to confirm that. Here, here's the reason why. Because I haven't read it in years. Be, because we know the, the role that Asgard plays with those gems and those stones. So can they really totally just just get rid of Asgard before that happens here's, I don't think so here's what we can do we can do because the whole thing about Ragnarok and this is the this is the thing that a lot of people don't realize a lot of people think that the like in the in the biblical sense the apocalypse is the end of everything mm-hmm. in the Norse mythology mm-hmm. the Ragnarok wasn't mm-hmm. the end of the Ragnarok was just another step in the cycle the right, whole thing is, is cyclical. A, yeah, cyclical so the universe the the world tree burned Surtur the the fire giant burned the world tree but right. Three people survived. Mm-hmm. Well, pe- three, a god Entities, and two people. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. two humans survive, mm-hmm. and Balder, the god of light, who was killed, you know, judged mis, you know, in, um, improperly, put into hell, mm-hmm. um, and he is resurrected, right, to start everything all over again. And in theory, he becomes an all father and starts a whole other pantheon. Right. But that never actually happened because the end of the world never actually happened, as far as North mythology is concerned. Right. So, it's cyclical. Do they restart Asgard? Or is Asgard just broken, broken enough for a certain mm. space pirate, well-renowned for courting death, <laughs> to swing through their little planet and be right. like, hey, what have you got sitting in oh, your... Oh, uh, dang it, David What Barry. have you got in your weapons? Oh, is this the... I'm going to take this gauntlet and just skitter oh, along. Oh, my gosh. So does Thanos come through David and pillage Barry. Asgard after it's been David damaged during Barry. the Ragnarok? Well, 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 yeah. How did the Ragnarok cycle even get started? So, someone was behind someone Earth being invaded by the Chitari. Well, we're probably going to, instead of having um, Earth being destroyed, we'd probably go to Guardians of the Galaxy. Xandar? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Xandar maybe being destroyed, something like that? M- m- more likely. Maybe? More likely. I'm, I'm thinking he has to start somewhere. He's, he gets he gets the gauntlet, and it's not just, oh, that sucks. It's, oh, let me test this out real fast. Bloop. Planet gone. Yep. Exactly. That has to happen. And in addition to that, the other reason why we have to have Guardians before we have the Infinity Wars is, well, one, we have to have Strange, and we know why, because Doctor Strange played a huge huge role um, in the Infinity Gauntlet. The other person that we cannot cannot miss in the Infinity Gauntlet, and who will, mark my words, will be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, is Adam Warlock. That is true. We've talked about it before. We had, we had his chrysalis. Even though his chrysalis, uh, James Gunn also referenced that his chrysalis was something from uh, one of the movies that he had done in his past. But at the same time... Oh, uh, it was... Uh, oh, dang it. Yeah, yeah. Keep talking. Okay. Yeah, but, but, it, but even then, it's still... it's that That's Adam Warlock's pod that is now empty. Yeah. And we don't know where the contents of it have disappeared to. And we know Adam... And we know Warlock is heavily involved. Dang it. I forget about Slither? Slither. That's what yes. it was. Yeah. And, and it was... And, and it, uh, it, it was it, homage. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was not homage. the same thing. Yes, it, it was, was homage. homage because there was previous. another character from Slither also that was uh, in the Collector's the Treasure Collector's Room also. Treasure. Yeah. So, 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 so that's that. I'm, I can't wait to see who they pick for Adam Warlock because remember at the end of the Infinity Gauntlet, Adam Warlock ends up with the Infinity Gauntlet again. So he's the one who ultimately ends up with it, taking it away from Thanos and then... You know, I won't tell you what happens to Thanos after that, but read and you'll, and you'll find out. So, okay, so that's that side. We've discussed the Ragnarok. I like where we're going with that. Here's the other thing, and I just read this, and it didn't dawn on me. It did, I had thought about it before and said, okay, they can't do it like this. They can't do 
Civil War first. They have to do Civil War second. After Infinity Wars, there'll be a whole Civil War storyline. They're obviously not doing that. But here's the conflict. How do you have Civil War minus secret identities? Hmm. That was part of the whole thing. People, hmm. They wanted people to come, not be vigilantes anymore. You know, go ahead and show who you are. We, don't ha- we haven't confirmed that Spider-Man's going to be in it yet, and he was one of the, the biggest parts of the biggest people who reveal their identities. I just saw that there's a, a thing on here, and it said that Kevin Feige addresses it. I haven't read it yet. So let's not read it, and let's just talk about it now. How are they going to address a civil war without secret identities? I think that... Um, you will have something after Age of Ultron that's going to public outcry. You know, this is too um, too large, world-ending scale yep. events within a matter of five to ten years or whatever their whatever their um, time scale is. Right, and they're going to call for it. And Tony yep. Stark's going to be like, you know what, you're right. Yep, we got to do. And Captain America says, you know what, this is what I was born and created to do. I'm not going to stop this. Right. And that kind of goes from there. So it doesn't necessarily have to be about the secret identities uh, as much as it has to be, hey, you can do your thing, but we're going to train you how to do it like in the book. And then we're going to – I'm going to do it my way sort of deal. Identities were part of it. Revealing yourself was part of it. The other part was mm-hmm. working for the government, being yes. in the government's beck and call, being yep. trained by the government, yep. which in a lot of ways it's like this you know, this kind of this, – this whole argument. Like if you're – you know, if you've, if you've got these – you know, you've got Iron Man training these young superheroes to use their powers for good. Great. You know, you're not going to have stuff like the explosion, you know, at the, at the school that started off the whole the whole Civil War. Right. At the same time, you know, now it's not just your moral compass that's guiding you. It's your government guiding you. Yeah. And so I feel like maybe secret identities will play a small part. Maybe they won't be in it at all. Maybe what's really going to come down to is after the events, after Ultron, there's going to be backlash against the superheroes. There will And they say, hey, you guys need to, you need to work for someone. You need to submit. Like, it's not just a shadow council that is is guiding you. You need to work for the United States government, Captain America. Yep. Well, my thought about that too, um, you know, in the Age of Ultron trailer, you have Scarlet Witch and basically just a pile of rubble just screaming, you know, at the top of her lungs. I mean, that looks like Something just dropped at her feet there, so there could potentially maybe she's under the uh, influence of Ultron and does some and does, yeah does some major damage and they're like Whoa, okay. well, they, well, they Hulk, were walking behind Ultron on a few frames yeah. of that trailer Hulk goes maybe Hulk goes off because we got him going toe to toe with the Hulkbuster armor yep maybe true. you know Hulk loses control and does damage maybe Ultron somehow gets into his head because you know you can you, you we see a couple scenes where it looks like Bruce Banner is like. Disturbed. He's, he's disturbed. You know, he's yeah. he's curled up in the in the Quinjet. Well, it's not a Quinjet, I know, but he's <laughs> he's you know sliding through the snow. Like he looks like he's just something is going on with him. Something yeah. is affecting him. Yeah, and he could start. And we, we've also got that scene, which I I want to know what it's about, mm-hmm. where Black Widow is holding up her hand and he holds up his hand against hers, and it's yeah. almost like she's the one that's going to calm him down. Or maybe they're going to put him into a spaceship and blast him off the planet. Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk. <laughs> they said they're not going to do that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But and uh, we also yeah. the creepy and amazing voice of James Spader so as good. Ultron. Oh, gosh, that guy has an amazing voice, so and just in that good. trailer, chills and awesome at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, by the way, I sent you guys all a, a, a link to that. Did you? See, did I haven't you got see? a chance to watch it yet. <laughs> okay. I want to though. So the first thing that I noticed about the Age of Ultron trailer is obviously that uh, 
there there is a girl with a very creepy voice singing the Pinocchio song "I've Got No Strings to Hold Me Hold up, Me Down," down whatever. To um, make and me then laugh, you, to make me frown. There we go. Thank you, JB. Um, and uh, and Ultron is taking lines from that too. So anyway, some people, you know, obviously Disney being bought out by Marvel. I mean, what? Marvel being bought out by Disney. <laughs> Marvel x Disney. Um, a little little collaboration happened, and that was a nod to that. There is, if you guys check it out, there is a little video where they took scenes from Pinocchio and made them all dramatic, and then they had the James, the whole soundtrack from the trailer. It's That's pretty awesome. funny. Um, but never has that song been so creepy as it has been in that trailer. It right really, there. really, really wasn't. Um, but I, I will say this: I kind of gave a prediction um, that was similar to to JB's. Um, uh, it, it another thing in the trailer is it's looking like starts armor that got damaged when he blew it up somehow got you know kind of reconfigured in a very you know kind of wompy way and it seems like you know some some something hacked you know the os or jarvis and that's kind of where ultron is coming from ultron looks to be leftover parts of the iron man suits that tony stark blew up the many of them that he blew up in iron man 3 so that's another thing that that you guys probably may have noticed um we also know that that plays a role because uh, Paul Bettany, who was the voice of Jarvis, is Vision. So we know that something's happened with that. Something's going to happen with Jarvis, and Jarvis's his his OS or his entity, whatever it is, is going to be put into Vision. We don't know how Vision's fully going to be introduced, but we know that's going to be a portion. Um, also, now, notice uh, mm-hmm. that the Iron Man suit Tony's wearing in the trailer is the old Circle logo instead of the triangle we had in Iron Man two and three. If you guys caught that, too. Ah, I did not. Very good. Actually, guess. the Circle one was in Iron Man. Three, because at the end of at the end of Avengers, he went back to his Mark Four uh, Jamie, get stuff, up. and then he had his circle. Jamie, Jamie get <laughs> so up. Steve, Jamie, get up. Yeah. Jamie, get up. Let's back no. it back it down. You're, you're back one day. All of a sudden, I'm gonna correct everything. Oh. <laughs> so, so with all that said, uh, I, I I believe what, what it is gonna kind of fall back to Tony. I talked about this. Hey, we noticed that the 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 mini Ultrons kind of started in your armor. This is your responsibility. You need to take responsibility for this. You need to answer for what you're doing. You and your whole entire crew. Pressure comes. I think Maria Hill approaches now that she works for Stark Industries. She's coming from Shield. Hey, they trusted us at one time. They gave us a huge budget after the Chitari thing. Hydra infiltrated. They lost our trust. But you have the sort, the resources, the money, and you got the face. You can get them back on your side. Why don't you go ahead and why don't you be the head of Shield? He mm-hmm. talks to Coulson. Coulson signs off because he's too sick dealing with his Chitariness. His Chitariness that he's doing. He becomes the head of Shield. That's when he goes ahead and hands the proposition over to the guys. And yeah, no secret identity because we already know who Iron Man is. We know who Captain America is. We know that there is a Thor. Thor's an alien. Thor's yeah. an ali- alien. We don't know who Hulk is necessarily, but and nobody yeah. cares who Black Widow or Hawkeye are. They're spies. Well, yeah. well, people know who they are yeah. too because remember they addressed the ca- Black Widow addressed the, the council. The end of Captain America. She said, "You're not going to put right. us yep. in a prison." All that stuff. So no secret identity is cool, but. Cap's not going to be down with it. Government compass versus moral compass, checks and balances. If the government goes bad, who 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 goes after them? Yep. So they do all of that, and I think that's um, kind of where where we get the well, civil war. And I think that's going to help introduce a lot of these characters. They're going to have their own individual movies for too. So yeah, uh, you know, we're going to have um, yeah that pretty much excited for it. Yeah, so, yeah. And what we also saw, I just saw this just, literally Ooh, just before we started recording. Please. No, no, let's, let's go. So some of you will recall some, I think, two Comic-Cons ago, we had the Avengers Age of Ultron teaser. And yes. it was just clips and audio from every Phase 1 movie up until that point. Right. Uh, and then in the end, 
Well, it, st- it starts, we see an Iron Man helmet that starts getting beaten and battered and broken until eventually it turns into the Ultron face. Hmm, kind of interesting to what I was just talking about. Exactly. Hmm. And then it's all of a sudden, oh, okay, cool, we've got an Age of Ultron. So at this press event today, someone filmed this video and leaked it on the internet, which I love when they do that because I couldn't be there. There's, <laughs> Thank you. We hear the voice of Nick Fury, and he's, and he's referring to all these things that we're having to fight, you know, the, these, these, these aliens that we didn't know existed before. And it shows the Tesseract. Then it shows the staff. Then it shows the the, the ether, and they're talking. And then it shows the power gem, and there's and again all these clips from all the Phase Two movies. And then in between all these clips, we're following along this golden gleaming surface, and you don't really know where we're going. And then all of a sudden, the golden gleaming surface starts to turn and rotate, and we see the glow of a gem. We see the glow of another gem. Then all of a sudden, we realize that a fist is taking shape with a gem on each finger. We see the face of Thanos glaring out at us menacingly. He makes a fist, light explodes from his gauntlet, and then we see Avengers Infinity War Part 1, Part 2, May 2018, May 2019. And I'm just like, holy sh**, Marvel. <laughs> holy sh**. We all knew it was coming. It's so we knew it, but they presented it. That's the thing. The, the presentation. And the, We talked about this before we started. If DC had had... Batfleck, they're in costume right. at that shareholder meeting. Like, come down from the rafters, or tell us who's going to be the new Green Lantern, or, or just hire a college intern to make some cool posters. A week's worth of work. Get a graphics Gosh. artist to instead of having your stupid flow chart that we couldn't even get a high resolution picture of, we had to keep blowing it up and getting it all. But get us. That's the thing. Marvel had the logos. They had the Guardians of the Galaxy two logo with the date scratched out. That they was changed great. The date with the chalk written on so it. Like, awesome. they, it's the presentation. It's not about the package. It's about the presentation. That's right. When you tie a bow on the end of your (laughs) it looks great. (laughs) I just did that. And And let me tell you, they pulled out a mighty big... (laughs) It looks great in red. (laughs) Stop staring at yourself. (laughs) So we knew this one was going to go long, and we have gone over. Way Uh, over. Yeah. So we're going to wrap this one up. But uh, so as always, for the Capeless Crusaders, my name is David Barry at DRBarry. This is Curtis Fisher at Existential Romeo at Calm Down Warning. As I stand upon that same building, I'm looking at my iPad trying to figure out what the heck a Thanos is. This is the Azorian <laughs> one, Anthony Steves. And this is the Jamie Burgess at the Jamie Burgess, your mad scientist. Maybe I'll see you in about six months. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. The Capeless Crusaders. Good night. Good night.